Hello, welcome to another exciting episode of Copy with Vance. I mean, I was actually dancing, so that is why I wasn't really prepared. Um, it was a five minutes. Uh, usually, whenever it's off screen, I mean, it's off screen, it's not live. A lot of things happen behind the screen. I mean, the directors or they always know that you know things happen. But right now, I'm the own director of my own show. Uh, with, of course, with my guest speaker uh, just waiting for me. Okay, let's not talk about the dance, but. As usual, before we start our show, that's always the copy events. Thank you for joining us at uh, Vans with Copy Events again. Um, as you all know, today's topic is about uh, substance abuse. And the reason why we wanted to do this topic is because I think it is very crucial as a country, not we were talking about overall um, the nation itself or the globe itself. I think it's very important about understanding the different type of drugs or even the substances that you know are available in the market. And it's just sometimes it's illegal. It's most of the time it's illegal. So we're gonna have a great discussion with, uh, of course, with my guest speaker, who's a very regular guest speaker. Uh, in fact, he's a very well-known doctor as well, Doctor Arinda Singh HS. He's going to come on board in the next uh, few minutes. But before that, uh, I got a few messages that's already coming in. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Subha. Thank you so much for all joining in. Um, I also can see that a lot of messages are coming as well. So thank you. Uh, if you do have any questions, uh, please uh, type in the comment. Or if not, you can actually uh, message us at a private uh, private message, right? You can do that. But before we even start the program, um, I'm just going to give a, a bit of a credit to the Central Necrology Bureau is in Singapore. We call them uh, CNB. Uh, just a little history about them. I think it's very important. They are the was established in 1971 as the primary drug enforcement agency. If I'm not, if I'm not saying it wrongly, with a clear focus mandate to keep Singapore safe and harms of drugs. And in 1994, the committee to improve the drug situation in Singapore was set up to look into the drug situation. It recommended a total and integrated uh, approach to rely Singapore's strategies against drug abuse at the national national level. Um, I've got to say this because I think it's very, very crucial as well. The four main strategies uh, and prevention of drug education, rigorous enforcement, uh, treatment and rehabilitation for drug abusers, and finally, aftercare, which is also very important right now. And these guys are doing a great job, uh, treatment, rehabilitation for drug abusers, and finally, um, in them uh, accepting them back into the society, what we call the Yellow Ribbon Project, which I've seen it. Uh, many, many projects are happening beautifully, you know, getting them a job, getting them into back into a career. And there are a lot of successful stories we can actually talk about. Uh, great job, guys, with the CNB. Uh, took on the line of uh, responsibility to prevention of drug education as well, in addition to drug enforcement. So we can see a lot of stuff that's happening, in, um, particularly in Singapore as well. Um, just a little um, uh, sorry back. Um, when I was um, doing, I mean, I, was, I, I had an intern uh, who's also, uh, it's a yellow ribbon project. Uh, came back and I think is very, very successful right now. I think there's a given an opportunity that people do uh, make a change in the society as well. So today's topic, let's jump into the today's topic. Today's topic, we're going to talk a lot of these uh, drugs that's in the sports uh, arena, you know, uh, sports specific. And we also can use it the medicine. You know, certain medicine is also, uh, just not certain medicine, all medicines are drug as well. Uh, but if you misuse it, it also can give you a lot of problem. And then another main issue is, of course, the drugs that's been, you know, illegally been um, used or, you know, trying to bring it to Singapore or whatever the cases can be. So let's invite my guest speaker, Dr. Arinda Ombo. Dr. Arinda. 
Hi, good evening, fans. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, viewers. Nice to be back on the show again. Hope you know, dog. Well. I mean, you 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 don't need any introduction at this point of time because I think <laughs> if you're going to say that, then it's like a like a recorded. It's like a broken recorder because you're going to say that every time again. But I think it's very very important before we start our show. I think uh, your introduction is very <laughs> crucial as well. And uh, I thankfully, you know, uh, you as a regular speaker in. Kopi Ren. So, Doctor, please, your honor to do a quick introduction of yourself. <clears throat> Hi, good evening, everyone. My name is Doctor Arvinder. I'm a medical officer by training. I've done my master's in health research, pursuing my PhD in the National University of Malaya in epidemiology and statistics, majoring in um, mental health, uh, occupational health, and also some amount of sports uh, uh, sports medicine. My main area of interest is in diabetes and infectious diseases. So you see me talking a lot about COVID and how mental health has been affected, how psychiatric health has been affected by this whole pandemic. I've also done my uh, uh, diploma in football medicine. I've also done my shockwave therapy. I've also done a couple of diploma courses within um, the psychiatric and psychological courses. So yeah, uh, basically, uh, short, a uh, long story short, uh, doctor. Do a lot of psychiatric work, do a lot of psychiatry primary care based work, and um, I also do a lot of uh, epidemiological work. So, uh, Vince, uh, before I uh, pass back the mic, I heard that the boys from CNB are on board today, and I would like to give a uh, shout out to them. Yes, I think a lot of uh, viewers are right now in, I mean, from uh, because right now, uh, nice. Kopi Rance has. <laughs> a little viral so a lot of our <laughs> people are joining in in this uh, top show to actually to view us as well so thank you thank you everyone um so doc i mean before we even um, start this topic itself i think it's a uh, very crucial why we wanted to do this topic because um you know that you know before you even you take it over i think um we are going to speak into three aspects of uh, today's topic <laughs> which is of course the sports uh, related steroids and drugs and we are also going to talk about medicine because medicine is also a drug. Yes, it is. And poison. Also the main yes. And uh, yeah. <laughs> another another issue is, of course, uh, I think it's always a pressing issue that you know illegal drugs that has been in Singapore or even in every other country is also having a fa um, the same problem. But before we even go on, I know I'm repeating this again. Um, I think I would love to um, give great appreciation and a very thankful to our founding father, LKY, sir. Oh, uh, because, yeah, because, because you know, when in order for nations to be in a tip-top condition, I think the people, uh, in terms of their characters, in terms of their attitude, if there's an issue with a substance, I think that will actually will affect the country, affect the family, and affect the economy as well. So I think um, the forefathers and whoever the founding fathers, you know, back then, all together, I think they did a fantastic job. So, a great appreciation to them for bringing Singapore where it is. When right, can doctor. I just say, so, God rest his soul. The next, uh, uh, doc, uh, no, please, Mr. Please, Lee Kuan Yew. Yeah, no, I said, God rest yeah. his soul, Mr. Lee Kuan Yew. I remember him, I used to follow, I, I read his book, I, I have a lot of his material. And, uh, you know, one of the beautiful things he has mentioned in the past that this will be a cause of breaking up of the family and a destruction of countries. Today, you go anywhere in the world, everybody is saying that, you know, and uh, Mr. Lee Kuan Yew has, uh, has mentioned this very, very long time ago. And I hold it very close to my heart because I know that 
he's a, I mean, I, I read all his books and, you know, I see he's a man with vision and I was very happy to um, come on board, especially I know that, I, I know that, uh, you know, his vision of having CNB, uh, having a lot of other materials and, uh, and, you know, I keep progress with a lot of CNB work and I notice that they are doing a fantastic job. But, you know, one thing you can never do about uh, drug uh, or substance abuse is there is always something to do. You can never do enough. There's still something else to do. And I think that was how Mr. Lee Kuan Yew brought Singapore up. And it's a fantastic way. I think we should reach out to a lot of people and your viewers are a good good, good set of people to actually start this um, this, this, this whole recovery plan. Yeah. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you. I mean, um, it, it, it is very indeed it's a blessing um, to, to, to look into back in the history as well, what exactly has happened. I think it's very important. Uh, who we are right now is based on who actually groomed us back then, right? Who are our forefathers? I think it's great appreciation. Um, doctor, let's jump into the topic because I know we are um, today our session is actually almost less than 30 minutes or even also 40 minutes because I know we got appointments up. Um, let's get the ball rolling started, Doctor. I mean, let's talk about <coughs> the performance uh, drug related to the sports. I mean, we, we have three segments here. So each segment, we are going to take only about eight minutes, unfortunately, mm -hmm. uh, because of the time given. So we're going to jump into the sports <coughs> and then we go into the medicine drugs. And also we're going to go into the last part, which is the illegal drugs. And, and why right. we need to understand all this is because all these three <coughs> aspects can actually cause adverse reverse adverse results so it's very very dangerous and very crucial um, also affects the mental wellness and mental resilience as well uh, like what dr arinda says so dr arinda i'm going to give you the mic back to you um so we're going to start up with the sports uh, the sports aspect first doctor right so uh, it's very interesting to talk about substance abuse in sports when i did my diploma in football medicine there were about i think 15 modules they had one specific module full-blown module on drug abuse mm. and it's a very fine line especially in sports because if you think about it everyone can play sports you have asthmatics who are playing sports you have diabetics who are playing sports so there are a lot of different things that can occur now in sports whenever they talk about substance abuse it may not necessarily mean illegal drugs something to uh, you know to 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 uh, uh, give an age which is illegal, but it can be just normal utilized drugs that actually gives an age of a person uh, or a, of a person over another athlete or an athlete over another athlete. So in the past, you know how uh, asthmatics, we always use puffs inhalers. So uh, there's only a certain amount of inhalers which we actually can use for sports, uh, uh, for, for, for sports drugs and it cannot exceed a certain amount. So everybody thinks that sports drugs means uh, or, or, or abuse in sports or uh, illicit uh, substance in sports is basically taking medicine. No. You know, there are so many other different substances which can actually be done in, uh, uh, I mean, which are be being done in sports, which you have to be very careful about. It has to be under a physician's prescription. It has to be at certain times. It has to be reported. It's a very complicated subject. But the most important thing is you know, uh, there are cyclists, there are famous cyclists in this world who was actually caught or, uh, for, for having a, a, a greater, um, how shall I put it, a greater advantage over their athletes because they used to donate their blood in a packet, keep it for three months, 
And uh, two weeks or a week before the cycling uh, event, they transfuse back their own blood into their system. Now, that doesn't sound anything wrong, right? If you go and tell a layman, yeah, that's nothing. What? It's my own blood. I'm taking it out. In another three months, I'm putting it back. So what's wrong with that? But in sports, it's called blood doping. So that is also another type of doping or drugs or uh, illegal use. Uh, it's not really a substance abuse, but it's another uh, type of doping which comes under uh, sports drugs that is also illegal. So whenever we say uh, illegal, when we say substance abuse, there's a big umbrella to it. There is substance which you can actually uh, abuse. That means there are certain substances which can be used for normal medicines which are abused. And then you have illegal substances which are used. And then you have certain medication that can give you added advantage in sports terms. So Vince, I also understand that you do a lot of sports as well. Uh, you do a lot mm -hmm. of training as well. Do you actually see a lot of people who come in to you who have actually attempted to use this type of sports drugs? See, Doc, I think it's a very, very interesting topic right now. Um, I don't believe anything that is additional value into it, even supplementations, all right? Um, when we talk about this illegal supplementation, uh, it can be anything related to anything we can call it as steroids, uh, diuretics, lasics, or even, even anabolic steroids and kind of stuff. I mean, of course, we are not putting any sports down at this point of juncture, but I think we don't want to mention any kind of particular sports, mm. right? I think it's very healthy just because of a couple of few bad eggs. We can't say the whole tray of eggs is not sellable, right? I mean, if unfortunately you got to buy, you got to buy the 40 eggs and only one or two eggs, then you can't say that. <laughs> so we're not going to mention any, uh, any sports name or sports, but I think there's a lot of things that's going on around the world, not only in Singapore, but around the world is going on. Um, that is why a lot of dopings are happening. Uh, but what I do see in the trend is it's also giving a lot of effects or harms to the body. All right? I'll give you an example, Doc. I mean, there's a, a particular substance called clanbuterol, right? It is yep. actually widely used by ENT doctors, which is the respiratory system. They have a very acute respiratory, or we call it the bronchial tubes, which actually spies them of it. And the only way, I'm mm. sure, Doc, you, 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 you practice that, right? I mean, for your patients. So when it taken at a certain amount, the heart rate is raised up artificially. So yep. you can actually go into a cardiac arrest just by taking that, by increasing a little, maybe a little bit more than what is usual. You can actually lose weight, but you can also lose your life. So there's a lot of things that is happening in the sports industry, whether it can be any kind of sports that we talk about. Because sometimes I think it's also related to the mental resilience or mental awareness or mental addiction, I would call it. As I'm doing currently a psychology in a particular course, I think there are very, very interesting topics that we are actually going through, what I've seen. Um, sometimes it's the anxiety that they want to get the result fast. Oh, I want to lose 20 kg. Oh, I want to look like a, a model. You know, can you imagine someone who's not been in that kind of particular shape and then suddenly the people change into a, a perfect model? Something must have went wrong right uh, but One wrong, if yeah. in general the body is never made or never been able to do that but it requires a couple of years a lot of hard work dedication commitment to go into that kind of stage so in fact if you ask me there's no one should be taking any fat burners or any kind of substances or steroids whether you want to put on some muscle or you want to lose some weight i think everybody should not go into this aspect even though it's very uh, temptation is there to get quick results, but I think it's very, very dangerous because anything that is quick <clears throat> it will go quicker away than what you can think of. So 
it should be away from the sports aspect. And that 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 is my take, doctor. You, you know, uh, Vance, you mentioned something very uh, interesting there. You know, the World Anti-Doping Agency, WADA, has actually mentioned that uh, the one which you're talking about, Salmitrol, uh, uh, which is a long-acting beta uh, agonist, which actually opens up the, the lungs, which you can actually breathe better. But a lot of people don't realize that that itself causes anxiety. That itself can raise your heart rate. It can cause false anxiety. And a lot of people take this Lasix, which you have mentioned, it's called Flusamide. To actually lose weight, but they don't realize that if they go and they, you know, they go on a day and they drink, they consume a lot of water, they're actually going to put on back that weight. It's only drying them up, and it's a very unhealthy thing, especially in athletes. So it can actually reduce uh, and endanger and their lives, absolutely well. Um, I, I know, doctor. I mean, um, like I said, uh, it's we 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 don't want to mention any sports name, but I think it is not widely been used. But I think there is been abuse. <coughs> And I, this topic actually caught our attention and that's why me and Dr. Arvinder wanted to bring this topic as well. Um, this topic is we are going to go into a series segments. Uh, one series we definitely cannot talk this over because I, I know there's a lot of few questions that came up as well. Uh, we got different agencies to, to, to get involved as well to do more things coming up. But doctor, let's, let's uh, move on to the next aspect is of course uh, the medicine <laughs> drugs. I mean, we, we even talked about Panadol <coughs> or certain you know, cough syrups, all these have been abused right now. You can't go to the shelf or you can't go to the pharmacy and say, hey, can I have a cough syrup? No, you have got to see the doctor first. Why yeah. is that being changed? And how do people know that, hey, this causes drowsiness? Is it because doctor says, hey, don't take this too much, you get drowsiness and then people start doing that? No, I think, uh, Vance, you brought up a very good point. Uh, prescription practices have come into play and uh, enforced very strictly, in fact, in Singapore. I remember uh, when uh, during one of my visits before, you know, my frequent visits to Singapore, even before the pandemic, uh, they are very, very strict and regulated, especially in pharmacies. Don't talk about anything else. Uh, you know, there are very few drugs which are available over the counter, which is a good thing. But I think it, it, it comes to the point that people put two and two together. Some people consume the syrup and then they have that, 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 that sensation of euphoria or the sensation of drowsiness, and they start abusing it. Now, Vance, let's not talk about someone taking cough medicine to actually uh, uh, become high. Some people, they take it just to go to get drowsy and to fall asleep. So it, that itself is a substance abuse. So you have a lot, there, there, there are a few different types of substance abuse within medicine. You have legal drugs which are actually uh, 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 abused, you have illicit drugs which are abused. You have performance enhancement drugs. You have sexual enhancement drugs. There are so many different drugs. Like, for example, there are certain pills that help men with erectile dysfunction. But there are people without erectile dysfunction who decide to take it. And when they take it with certain substances like alcohol, they endanger their lives. So the thing is, and why, yeah. why, uh, why exactly that you mentioned that you need a prescription practice is because if you go and see a doctor and you're going to take it, the doctor will say, hey, guy, you know what? You're going to take this, no problem. But please, uh, you know, you need this medication. That's why I'm prescribing it to you. But please do not take it with A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Because the moment you say that, at least the patient knows. Now, the problem with drug abuse and substance abuse, you're not going to go to a doctor. The doctor is not going to give it to you. You go to a pharmacy, the pharmacy is not going to give it to you because they're all bounded by the strict laws. So you're going to get it off the street. Now, there are two problems there. You get it off the street, which I know is not easy, but you know it happens that when you get something off the street, first of all, are you getting something which is actually um, 
uh, how shall I put it, it is certified or whether it is regulated because there are many drugs which are produced in different countries which are not recognized in this country because of the byproducts within it. That itself can be a problem. Number two is you're taking it for the right indication. Are you taking it for the right indication? Number three, when you're taking it, are you taking it correctly? Are you taking it with any other substance? Maybe it may not be the thing which you're taking it with. You are on some other medication and you're taking it and that is making your current condition become worse. So these are all substance abuse and these are substances which are taken without a prescription that causes a problem. Thank you, doctor. Thank you for that. But, uh, but I think also um, as, as we move on to different topics in this today's uh, substance abuse itself, I think the one of the most... Uh, very interesting, and I think it's very, very important to watch over this. I think it's also uh, abuse of even prescribed drugs by <laughs> doctors, especially. Uh, even, you know, there are many cases where people uh, overdose with certain drugs and then it becomes like a liver failure or even some even cardiac arrest as well, even such things as failure. basic yeah, kidney failures and kind of stuff. So I think it's a very, very important that, you know, we should not uh, abuse all these uh, drugs that's actually supposed to help us the same um there's a saying doctor i like to quote this right the same water that we drink the same sea or the water can also drown us so i think it's very very crucial again i like to mention that we have to take priority we got to make some a little sense to ourselves right do not try and do something and abuse it the most accurate yes, one is one man's medicine is another man's poison that's exactly what we're talking about today. <laughs> yes, doctor. Uh, okay, we, we are going to go to the, the, the third segment. I know we are just going to do basic introduction today. And I know more series is going to come up. Um, which is, of course, um, in, in Singapore, I think it's always a challenge of preventing um, our guys, uh, the guys who from the CNB are doing a great job uh, to protect our children, our families, all to be in safe <clears throat> and sound while we sleep. Uh, but I think it is something that, you know, always have to be watchful uh, in a 24-hour cycle because um, our youngsters, our youth are the next leaders. Um, it has to be passed down. We have to follow a certain criteria. We have to be certain vigilant as well. We can't be saying that no crime means, low crime means there's no crime, right? Um, exactly. So we're going to go into this segment, doctor. But I think it's also basically to do with addiction that one wants to try. Uh, maybe we want to cover that a little bit on on drugs like, you know, which is totally damages you and your mind and your body. Uh, maybe we can start up with the pills and then slowly we go into those hardcore stuffs. <laughs> sure. So I just want to give a brief, uh, our viewers, a brief outlook of what is currently happening. Now in Singapore in 2021, 2020-2021, that we noticed that there was actually a declining trend of uh, drug abuse uh, drug abuse within Singapore. Now, to just, uh, I mean, I can throw figures and all, but just to give you a perspective of it, six in every 10,000 Singaporeans have a substance abuse issue. Now, two in every 10,000 are new substance abuse people. All right? Now, the worrying part is, if you look at it, three in five, are actually less than 30. And if you look at the age of 20 to 29, about 41% of them account for new drug users. And 60 and above is about, you know, you go about 14%. But uh, if you look at the drug abuse and the substance abuse breakdown, 69% of them take illicit drugs like methamphetamine. All right. So four in five of new drug 
abusers in Singapore actually use methamphetamine. Of course, you have uh, the heroines and the other other illicit drugs which are taken. But what I would like to say is that uh, the, the 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 reasons for taking this methamphetamine, of course. Some of them just take because they want to try it out. They want to look cool. Their friends are taking it, which is all wrong. You, you shouldn't be even doing that or considering that. Some of them do it for different reasons. Some of them want to stay awake for long hours. Um, some of them, uh, they go into maniac symptoms. And, and this is all related to how do you actually identify? So I think, Vance, you know that my, 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 my entire... Uh, way of actually approaching this is I approach, I see the problem, then I tell you why it is that, and then it, it becomes yeah. easier. So a lot of people want to lose weight these days and they go and read and you know internet is freely available and then you come and see that, oh, methamphetamine those people who take methamphetamines, there is a chance that they can actually reduce their appetite and then they go for methamphetamines not knowing that, first of all, it's a legal uh, drug to be actually abused all right, and it's a it's a type of substance abuse. It's a drug that can actually be abused. So these type of things. But imagine, men, I'm talking to you like that. Even some adults may have problem understanding what we are talking about, even though it's broken up. So that is why I like uh, the Central Narcotics Bureau, who have actually approached this in two different ways. Now, for kids from five to eight years old, they have actually decided to have um, activity uh, books. Play cards, which is freely downloadable. And I remember, if I'm not mistaken, that 13 to 16-year-olds, they actually have got comics to actually help, which is a very good thing. But what we actually need to do more than this, additional to help, you know, you want the 6 in 10,000 to come down to at least 1 in 10,000 or even 0 in 10,000 would be better, is basically to teach people and identify them that, look, how do you know that someone is having substance abuse without seeing them actually abusing the drug? The most important thing, so things like methamphetamines when they take, which is common uh, in Singapore, is you find that the person uh, has something like bipolar disorder. Bipolar meaning they're not diagnosed bipolar before. Suddenly you see one day uh, they can be so active, you know, you know, they can do the job of five people. They can run, do this, do that. One day they will even struggle to write their own name on a piece of paper. That is how different uh, the, 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 the moods can be. And then you will find that person suddenly losing weight, suddenly not having any single, no mood for anything. And because methamphetamine actually reduces the appetite. So you will find that suddenly this is all happening. And then you have drugs like heroin where people will start hallucinating, which is a problem. And these are the few things which we can actually spot on and then get them help. You know, doctor, I think um, in, in this topic as well, you said, you know, very beautifully, uh, I think, um, it is very crucial, all right? Uh, it's not only just because of the safe of our children, uh, for the economy, and also for people to be in the right frame of mind. Um, we do know, we, of course, again, we don't go into controversials. We don't want to talk about countries. We don't want to name anything. I mean, in certain part of the country, I mean, in, in the world, <laughs> you know, we do see, you know, uh, it can actually not only harm the family, but you become a burden to the society. And due to that, um, a lot of crime rates goes up. So it's actually a, a waterfall. The, we thought that the problem <clears> from the top falls down, but no. But when the water falls from below, we, they didn't know that there is another water flow coming down. So crime rates are going up, uh, a lot of uh, abuse cases coming in, a lot of violence coming in. So we see, dog, within the drug substance itself, it doesn't only harm your body but it harms everyone and your loved one. But I think one important thing is what is happening to within their mind 
is the addiction is happening and the moment they don't get it they become a monster uh, they become yep. not human so maybe we can touch the last part of this before you know we come to the conclusion which is so, the mind the mind is such a, a playground all right if you if you can't be the captain of the ship the ship just wander in the sea um maybe doc maybe we just talk a little bit why the substance actually controls the mind and becomes so addictive and takes so period of time with loved ones and rehabilitations and you know so much of effort goes on and then they come out from it you know we we have seen successful people talking to us on this kind of aspect of issues before that they went through they went through hell and they crawl out of hell to heaven um what actually is happening inside doc i mean what is inside i mean we know that we are both in the psychology uh, but i would love to ask you this question doctor so uh, if you remember the movie dangerous minds michel pfeiffer uses a line which i like to use that the mind and the brain is like a muscle the more you train it the better it become but if you abuse it it gets abused as well so like i mentioned about meth and vitamin that when a person takes they get high euphoria when they take uh, morphine there is some amount of euphoria now the problem is whenever there is a high euphoria rate which is uh, which is um, induced the you know they say the the the, the bigger they are the, high, uh, the the harder they fall so what happens is when it goes up and then suddenly there is a crash the person feels very depressed they feel um lost they feel that they, 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 there is a loss of sensation that they, they they their world is over so they want to get back to that high so what happens is they tend to take it again and again and again to have that sensation of euphoria that is where it becomes an addiction so the brain the brain now recognizes it that hey if i take that this happens so that is why as exactly why you brought up of crime rates and a lot of abuse is because people tend to want to go into that euphoria and they will do anything they can to actually go back into that euphoria that is why i always tell people it how it destroys the society and families it is never easy to see a loved one with withdrawal effects it is the most painful thing to see even as a doctor when you see your patients undergoing withdrawal effects you can even go into tears because i have seen patients who i i i know them after taking drugs they come with saliva drooling they can't speak properly but they are in a euphoric state now the family can't see that now tomorrow if they 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 they, they give up their drugs what happens is they they which is a good thing you're supposed to give up drugs but for a couple of days they will definitely have the side effects that is why they need to go into centers for people to encourage them like how you said uh, you know people to encourage them to help them to ensure that they are successfully stopping so what it does to the mind is it creates a false impression it creates a false euphoria it creates a false world of their own and they want to stay in that world and unfortunately it's going to damage them it's going to damage their bodies and it's going to be long term damage it's a terrible thing to happen to anyone thank you doctor i mean um, it's very interesting like i keep i i'm if you notice today i'm just keep on saying interesting crucial interesting <laughs> crucial i keep on saying that i can um, uh, echo as what you have said it but uh, the mind is such a wonderful amazing uh, mechanism uh, if you if you learn how to control it it gives you what you want but the moment you let your mind controls you 
it destroys you to the extreme. So I think it is it is what you have actually mentioned it and is so beautifully on this segment. I mean, we would love to talk about these hours and hours and hours, but um, as like what we said, we always have a schedule and we always want to keep within a short period of time. I mean, the the whole ultimate goal of Kopi events is of course to create awareness, to create exposure. In the same time, if you learn back and take it back and share with someone, I think that's very good. So we covered in three aspects. One is the sports, one is in the medicine, and another one is of course the society in terms of drugs and you know illegal drugs and kind of stuff. I think any of those, I think we should be, especially medicine, <coughs> only guy can tell you you can take this drug is a doctor. Because these guys spend years and years of studying after graduation. They're still studying and studying. I think for doctors' uh, education, I think there's never an end. Um, that's I, why I, medicine we call it a practice, bro. We call it a practice. <laughs> yeah. You're never perfect. <laughs> the practice medicine. So, I mean, uh, I have never come across any doctor. I mean, copying for the past two years, I've seen that, oh, I have graduated. I'm dead. Never. Uh, somehow or other, something is something new. Like just like the <clears throat> COVID-19 um, mutation. It's just happening constantly. And the guys back in research keep on doing constantly. So it's human versus the invisible uh, opponent that's always fighting. So I think it is it is a constant challenge of education. Uh, doctor, thank you so much. I'm sure this is just one part of the series. I, I'm, I'm very sure that more series is going to come in and we're going to go into details. Um, we're also going to talk about the mental resilience. I think that's very important because uh, I believe, Doc, I think everything comes with a curiosity. Everything comes of trying. Um, if like, oh, he's doing it, I also want to do it. But if we can train our mind to be in a different state of resilience and able to be maintaining it in a certain way that you're able to do, which is, of course, we talk about hormones, we talk about other secretions that's happening in your body, like your mind, your heart, and your gut. If, if somehow or other, if we can able to manage this, I think all these problems, we can stay away from that. Even, even including us, you know, we can stay away from that. Even when we talk about alcohol, Alcohol can be addiction. Smoking also can be an addiction, which is an addiction. So I'm very sure we are going to talk all about that. Doc, any uh, last advices before we end today's Kopi events? That is why mental health is absolutely important. You actually can train your mind to be happy without the usage of drugs. So it can all be done without the usage of any drugs. And uh, I think mental health has a very big component, is a very big important thing. At the end of the day, we want everybody to be healthy physically and also mentally. And Vince, before I, I, I leave, uh, I would like to say happy belated birthday to Singapore. I was not on the show before Singapore's birthday. Yeah. Happy belated birthday to all of you guys. You guys have been very kind to me. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Thank you, Dr. I mean, uh, I, I know it's Malaysia's birthday as well. So happy birthday to Malaysia as well. So uh, thank we you. Are, end, of the day, end of the day, we are brothers. We are brothers. Okay. We are brothers and sisters. Yeah. <laughs> Just because <laughs> vehicles are not moving in and out doesn't mean that <laughs> the relationship stops, right? It's back soon, then. Soon, bro. Soon. Now. <laughs> it is one. It is one. But it's just that, you know, we are brothers. We the yep. distance. That's it. About it. All right, Doctor. Thank you so much for joining at Kobe Events. I will catch you up soon again and signing you off right now. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, bro. Okay, bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, so that's Dr. Arvinda, who is a regular speaker in Kopi events, come, always comes with the different topics that we, we choose for. And um, in fact, he just came back from his duties as, as currently in Malaysia. A lot of cases are going up, so he's doing extra duties as well. And uh, he has particularly taken some time, so that's why we do not want to go more than 30 minutes. 
But this topic doesn't just ends here because we plan to do it on a series basis. So today, if you look at it, it is just less than 35 minutes. Uh, more series is going to come in and um, we're going to go into more details on substance abusers and drugs in world and Singapore as well. All right, for now, I'm signing you off. I'm, I'm signing you. I am signing off. This is Vance. For now, ciao. Bye-bye.